the Shark Bite Show, where we dive into the stories of our members, coaches, friends, and family of Shark Bite Fitness and Nutrition. All right, let's roll. Here <laughs> it um, is, it's finally happening. Yeah. All right, so Josh, uh, thanks for doing this. Yeah, um, man. This episode of the Shark Bite Show. Uh, I've got a bunch of questions for you. I'm gonna, we're going to dive into them. We're just going to have a conversation and, and kind of see how it flows. Yeah, it's going to be great. Happy awesome. to be here with you. Uh, for anyone who doesn't know, Josh has been with us for a long time. Um, he's a coach here at Shark Bite. He's been in various roles here. Yeah. Uh, going back to when we had a different name. Back in 2013, right? Uh, yeah. He's, he's, wow. Uh, he's currently the head athletic therapist at um, Athletic Recovery Services. Yeah. Um, and he's been one of my best friends for a really long time. So uh, we're going to dive into a bunch of things. Um, first off, dude, uh, talk to me. Who are you? How long have you been interested in fitness? What brought you to Shark Bite? All that stuff. Yeah, it's interesting. So I grew up here in the area, which you coming from the other side of the state, there's not many of us over here. Mm-hmm. And growing up, it's, I wasn't very athletic. My body just wasn't there for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, end up finding you have a lot of things wrong with you growing up that you sometimes don't find out about addressing until you get older. So I tried getting into fitness, but it's like I always had pain and things like that, and I could never understand it. Uh, ended up making my way through the military, and when you're in that setting, you don't have a choice but to kind of... <laughs> fall into the fitness lifestyle yeah and it was interesting because you and I were both in around the same time frames and that was around the time like CrossFit and things like that were first starting to be foundational and start to creep their head in and make their way into society mm-hmm. and because military was such a fitness driven community especially out of the Marine Corps they were such a mindset about them yeah you like had to be right you had, you had to be or else you, you no just it, well, you <laughs> weren't making it um and then that's where I really started to find it and fall in love with it and it was. It became a mainstay for me after getting out of the military. Cool. And and I mean, you've been with us, like you said, in one way or another, since like 2013, 2014. Yeah. It's, it's been a really long time. Yeah, and, it has. Um, you've been a good example of someone, I think, who who has taken breaks from it, mm-hmm. right? You know, um, didn't lose the love for it, chose to come back when it was the right time, and um, I, I always think that's super cool. Yeah, I think it's a good example. Like we're all people we all have our own stories mm. like there's nothing there's nothing singular or replicable between yourself and your history and your background and myself and what I've been through and what I've done mm. and that's unique because it's not a one style model fits all so I've gone through a lot of hard times just as you and everybody else has and I've had to step back and cope with them in the ways that worked for me for where I was at in my life but I've been very fortunate because this became so integrated in it was always something that was there that was able to one, help me when I really, really needed it. And two, just be something that has made me a better, healthier person, like getting through life. Not just physically and not really mainly physically, but mentally more than anything else. Yeah, yeah. Well, dude, we're going to talk about that a bunch, but I know you and I both agree that the, the mental and emotional portion of this is yeah. a whole lot more important than the physical portion, yeah. right? life-changing. Like, um, okay, so so you're a dad. You've got a son, yeah. uh, Landon, right? Um, it's wild to think because I've known you since you weren't a dad. When we were still kids. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, talk to me about uh, what it's like, you know, growing up as like a single working parent, as your 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 son kind of growing up around us and the gym and people in like a fitness so, lifestyle. So fortunate. So fortunate. Because it gives him not just a sense of community, but what a sense of being around a good supportive community is to where everybody uplifts and is around each other to help bring each other up. Would you want your kid to grow up in something that is teaching you to be better to better to other people as well as to maintain a healthy lifestyle for yourself? Like, between us parenting and him growing up, like, 
fitness, nutrition, like, and for kids, like, fitness comes in a lot of different ways, really, it's just play, so it's like, even here in the gym, he just gets to run and play on rings and jump on boxes and lift balls up and stuff like that, and kids don't get to do that much anymore, so he's very fortunate to have that opportunity to grow up in this setting. Yeah, I think that's one of the reasons that adults like this so much, is because it's kind of like a play, it's, playground it's, for adults. Yeah, know? like, you and I were talking about the military, back in the military, it's like, we used to play on jungle gyms and stuff like yeah. that, and we're like, oh... It's kind of like being a kid again, and now it's like we're here as adults, and you were swinging on rings, and we're <laughs> jumping up on bars. And yeah, I think about that often. That's like my favorite thing to do is, is not even a, a standard workout. You know, it's just like playing around on the rings or the bars. Yes, yeah. we're big and old, and we're not supposed to be able to do that anymore. You know. Well, I think I think that the, it's a very unique thing for you because it brings you back to a time, maybe not right in that moment of being younger, but it allows your mind to kind of relax and escape, and it not be something that's a seriously driven task or topic that you have to address you can do something that's functional and good for your body and mind while still getting that core sense of what play is and things like that yeah i know that like you know there's a, a big running joke that nick doesn't like kids you know? <laughs> um and it's not true i do i do it's like gonna be kids. the greatest dad ever yeah. <laughs> um but i know that it's that's one of the coolest parts uh of me growing in here is is seeing the kids that have been here a long time and the, the change in, in lifestyle they've had because their parents have adopted healthier lifestyles, you know? And I didn't have that. Like, I, I, my parents are awesome, but uh, I don't think you would confuse either of them as very healthy, you know? No, and that's, that's, the same, that's the same scenario for me. And I think it's fantastic. Like, when you have an opportunity to grow up in this lifestyle, especially you and I are very fortunate to have a knowledge base that spreads back into fitness and um, the health and wellness cycle and things like that. And we come here, nobody's here. You're like, Dad, I want to do a workout with you, Dad. And he's like, he gets a box that he gets to sit down and stand up from, and he gets a ball that he gets to pick up, and he'll jump over a box, and he'll hold onto a ring for as long as he can. And it's like, to be able to have that opportunity to share that type of experience with your kid, to be able to play along with them while doing something that benefits both of you, mm -hmm. it's truly a cool, cool thing to do. Yeah, what was it, like two weeks ago, I was doing some strength work out, out in the back, and you and him were doing a jumping contest for, like, who could jump the furthest. Yeah. I thought that was awesome, because he was having so much fun. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, I didn't do that growing up, so that's, that's really cool. <laughs> no, my parents, like, you can get them. I was like, let's go for a walk. They're like, people don't walk anymore. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, okay, so here at, uh, at Shark Bite Cape Coral, right, you run um, athletic recovery services. Courtesy of yours truly. Hey. Hey. Um, Talk to me about that a little bit. Talk to me about what you do. Talk to me about how, what, how, who you help and how you can benefit people. Dude, I, I, so it's hard for me to express in the words sometimes, like, because for the ability to be into a position to where I'm able to impact so many individuals within the skill set and knowledge that I had, because I come from a rehab background of what, six years now? I've been working in the yeah. medical field yeah. in the rehab center. And to be able to get out of the Medicare-driven spectrum and be able to get into an environment where people are actively trying to improve their lives and actually want to make a substantial step forward in bettering themselves so that they continue can continue to live healthier and happier is huge for me. So there's something that I thought of recently, and I'm sure somebody said it before because everybody said something just like the Simpsons in South Park, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, <Nailed it. laughs> um, and I, I think it was because I've been making more content and videos recently, and I was like, uh, to educate is the ability to impact. And that was something that really kind of popped into my mind, and it's been something that's been reoccurring recently, because within ARS, I'm very education-driven. It's not that I'm stepping outside of any crazy boundaries or anything, I'm just giving people information about their body. Mm -hmm. 
And for something that may seem so, I don't want to say the word mundane, but just basic knowledge between yourself and myself is a far abstract thought for most of the population out there. Right, right, right. Which you and I on an often basis, even from a coaching standpoint, what doesn't make a good coach is how much knowledge you have within your head, but how you're able to break that down to the simplest way possible to be able to present to other people. Yeah, that's so important, right? Because who cares how much you know? Right. If you can't help me understand that in a way that makes sense to me and affects change, like what does that matter? You know? Yeah. Somebody right. somebody can go write a thousand page book on physics and that's awesome, but if they can't teach it to me, what is that to me? Yeah, right, exactly. So having that ability to take people that have been, especially because a lot large portion of my population is people that have been in the fitness world for a long time. And to be able to take foundational concepts that I've learned throughout my years that are very applicable at not just a rehabilitation spectrum, but at, at what point do we not need to stop working on our foundations of um, what creates stability or proper mobility throughout certain ranges? Like, that's something that I think that we should all strive for on a pretty consistent basis. Yeah, like hopefully we never stop working on that, right? Right. Yeah. Like, I was talking to somebody, and we're late 20s, early 30s, something like that. Like, I want to be working out for the next 65 years. Without a doubt. Yeah. Like, why not? Like, we're picking up. If level. I'm still around, why not? Right? It might look different. It might not be quite as intense as what I did this morning, you know. But if it's going to get me the same kind of feeling, then that's exactly what I want. That's exactly what I want. Yeah. I mean, all the way down to the foundational levels of they're finding that. Oh my gosh! You take somebody with osteoporosis and you put them into structurally good positions and you load them properly, you start to improve the process of osteoporosis right. with objectable scans that track those things. I mean, I. I know you have to be a little more careful about what you say than I do because yes. I don't do it anymore. <laughs> I would always say like, you know, find your mom, make her lift some weights. You, you will, just light weights. You will affect such significant change. You yeah. Know? Yeah. <sighs> uh, so that's, so getting back to the core because, you know, we, we divulge so much. <laughs> my, my mind, what is my ability to stay on one single topic? Like, None. <laughs> zero. Zero. Less than zero. Somebody told me once upon a time that you do one thing really well, but you start stacking a bunch of them and you get confused. Just <laughs> so, like, who who would benefit from ARS? Like, what from athletic credit service? Like, who would benefit from what you do there? Honestly, I find that I have the ability to impact just about everyone from every population down to individuals that have neurologic deficiencies mm -hmm. because I play kind of a unique role and I'm offering a service there that is. Even if you've been to a lot of rehabilitation centers, it's a little bit more unique than what you're going to find in a lot of areas. I get to blend both my license in massage therapy, and then I get to take my knowledge and expertise as a corrective exercise specialist to where I'm actually breaking down individuals' movements, not for function in daily life, but to where they're here in the gym, and then they can continue to load those structures. So it's even, even somebody that's just working a desk job or something like that, we can we can impact and make a substantial turnaround for a lot of people. Yeah, I, I like something you said, right? Like the, that, that it can impact almost anybody, right? The, and, and especially people in athletic environments, right? Um, I have a friend who is a physical therapist who texted me the other day for some help with uh, a patient with, with a knee problem, right? Mm -hmm. And um, I just provided advice, not, not medical anything, just advice. Um, we talked about, um, you know, things like knee valgus and, and uh, how, to, how to keep heels on the ground during a squat, right? And he was talking about some of the rehab protocols, the exercises he was giving the person. And um, he was upset that she wouldn't do them. And, and I said, well, then make them less boring. You know? like. So, so it's interesting <laughs> that you say that. So we were just doing a case study in the course that I'm doing right now mm -hmm. on two separate um, 
It was a research study that measured the rehab outcomes of two separate groups of people, and one was like your basic exercise, your basic like low trap exercises, your arm raises, your stability with the wall, like nothing dynamic, nothing functional, nothing impactful. And then they tested it next to people that just came in and they deadlifted heavy. Yeah. And that's what they did. And those people, they enjoyed coming. They had better compliance with what they were doing, the exercises that they were doing afterwards. But it's like, who wants to just go home and just do the basic little exercises when, unfortunately, things are saying that if you move, you're going to get better. It's a crazy concept. Great, great, wild idea. So I say something, stagnicity breeds disease. Like your body wants to move. It wants to go. Um, which is the foundation of what I do in ARS. Most of it is just helping the muscles do what they want to do, which is a crazy concept because that's it's so applicable in so many different areas in life. Right. Um, but it's like the functionality of being able to, especially like you said, make them more interesting, do something that adds a little bit of load. You get the mental benefit from it. You get a lot of chemical releases when you're exercising and lifting that is literally having drug reactions within your brain compact and complex and making you happier. I would always think, right, like, you know, working in the fitness world for a long time now, people will happily spend lots of money on things they don't need, you know, like 47,000 pills they'll buy at GNC or something, yeah. right? Um, or seven different styles of shoes that will increase something, right? When, like, you know, if you learn how to move your body a little bit better, you'll, you'll fix a lot of that, right? That's crazy, right? Yeah, it's wild having that. Uh, I mean, we've had tons and tons of people work with ARS now and, and have serious results. I mean, like, I'm one of them, you know? Yeah. We know that I have the mobility of a rock, and uh, <laughs> the, the things you help me with help quite a bit. Yeah. No, um, it's it's awesome. I'm very for, fortunate to be able to have the ability to impact those individuals, especially when a lot of them, they don't know where to find it. it totally, right? I mean, there's, there's too much information online, and it's intentionally confusing, mm-hmm. you know? Um, if we can pre- create just like a like a guideline for like, hey, you have this problem. This is what you need. We can help with it, or yeah. we can't, and we know knowledgeable experts who can. You know, yeah, that's what I like most about it, right? Um, so, uh, what do you love most about like functional fitness, like what we do here, Shark Bite, Shark Shark Fit, CrossFit? Like, what what do you like most about it? Really, it comes down to the mental aspect. Like, just coming from our background within the military, like you get the camaraderie aspect of it. Like we had touched base on when we were talking about Landon is it's just a good supportive community um we've got a member here who came from a pretty difficult background and stuff like that and she's now currently doing things that she never thought that she could and she had been through a string of gyms prior to and the big thing that she said that really stood out to me more than anything else is i finally found a place where that i can come to work out and people don't make me feel like i'm weird and they support me in what i do and i think you know who i'm talking about and once that like that was always there for me but especially coming from somebody who is in a very vulnerable place like that, to be able to say that comfortably with a lot of determination behind it and is now living a significantly better life because of it is magnitudal. Yeah. And Dude, that's what I like most about it too, right? Like the way you just said it is we're just exercising, right? Yeah. But it makes the rest of your life better. Yeah. Right? And, and if, that's why I like functional fitness the most out of all the other things that we could possibly do. Not that any of them are bad, right? Like if you go to a Zumba class and it gets you fit and it gets you happy, I'm all for that, you know? Absolutely. The, the, what we do, the the functional fitness style training, it makes every other aspect of my life better. And I feel like all the people that have given this a chance and been here a long time feel the same way, you know? There, there was a meme that was floating around recently and it said, what was it? You're one bat, you're one workout away from a better day. I, I mean, I had that this morning. Yeah. You know? You know, like I'm stressed out right now. I woke up, I had a bad day. I 
came in and got my butt kicked at the 9.30 class, and uh, all of a sudden my day is better. Yeah. Like magic, you know? Yeah. It's a, it's a fantastic little trick that we all have available to us. Um, so as, or in addition to you being an athletic trainer, or I'm sorry, we're working with uh, Athletic Recovery Services, yeah. you are also a personal trainer here at Sharkbite, right? Yeah. Talk to me about some experience with that. Like, what's fun about that? Oh, because personal man. training is relatively new for us, right? Oh, man. So, Dude, this is been significantly more impactful than I ever imagined it was going to be. Training. You remember I said that? Yes, I, we, said, we had that I exact do. conversation. I yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I've been very fortunate since coming here. There's been a, a select few individuals that have been, had very colorful health paths that have put their trust in me to work with them. Mm-hmm. As we had discussed earlier, I came from a foundational background of rehabilitation, and now that we're taking, I'm getting to work with individuals that would kind of be extensions of what I would see within my alternate setting. And then I'm able to take principles of strength and conditioning that I've learned and been able to couple and apply them with the principles of rehabilitation and the outcomes and effects have been absolutely incredible. I mean, I've seen them, man. It's been wild. Yeah, yeah. We've had everything from, I've worked with your standard individual. It's just your average functional fitness individual is just looking to get a little bit better all the way up to individuals with multiple sclerosis to where we've seen the impact of the neurologic population with strength and conditioning and loading yeah. that was life-changing, like absolutely life-changing within a two-month period. The amount of changes that we saw from balance, stability, the ability to just have a more normal-looking walking pattern. I, I remember when he walked in the first time versus when he went back home. Yeah. Uh, the change is astounding. Yeah, we, he was able to do, I think, a 36-pound kettlebell deadlift from a 12-inch box, and when he left, he did 17 reps at 70 pounds from the floor with a good hinge position and good hip mechanics. And just all the things in life that are going to be better because of that, you know? Yeah. When he'd probably been told for a long time that he shouldn't work out or, or he couldn't or yeah. X amount of things out of his life were no longer possible, you know? Well, that's a shame. We were talking about, we were discussing earlier the different variances of like the medical community, like how many, especially, so we're very fortunate also with the extensive information that's available to people and we're starting to break away, but there used to be an old school mindset where people just said, don't do that. Don't, don't, don't. do it. It hurts. Don't Forget ever do it. it. Yeah. Go find something else to do. Mm-hmm. And to now have the ability to be like, okay, well that's bothering you. So let's modify that a little bit so we can still get what we're trying to get from it. We can still get the stimulus impact that we're going for from it. You can still get the feel good hormones and the feel good chemical mm-hmm. releases mm-hmm. so that you can continue to have a better day and you can still help your body. And that's that's a cool thing is that it's not one recipe for anybody. Everybody's, especially in the personal training realm, like so significantly different from person A, B to C and just the ability to impact on a functional level where I think the medical leaves off. Yeah, but so like we, I, I think about this with personal training, right? Like we've decided, like we agree coaching is fantastic, right? Mm-hmm. So coaching is what gets you the most results, right? So now I can spread that coaching time between four or five or six or 10 people, or I can dedicate it all to one person. Mm-hmm. Like who's going to have the fastest results there? Yeah. One person. Easily, right? Easily. Um, I know that I've had some of the most rewarding experiences I've had as a coach, as a personal trainer. Yeah. Right? Working one-on-one with somebody who's been in their thirties, forties, fifties, and has been told you will never do this again. Mm-hmm. You know, you will never be able to do this thing you like doing again, you know? Yeah. Um, and then fast forward a couple months later and they're jumping on boxes or they're running again, you know, or they're playing soccer with their kids or they're, I don't know, carrying boxes up their stairs when they were told they'd never be able to do that, you know? Take take the psychology of that. So you're talking 30, 40, 50 years old. Mm-hmm. You've got 
seven, 60, 70, 80 years left to live. Right. To and tell somebody that they can't do something that makes them happy and they've got more than half of their life left to live. Yeah. Imagine and, the impact that that makes on somebody. Uh, it does, right? I mean, man, we could accidentally talk about this one for two hours, but just it sucks that that is a situation they have to be in, right? But it's awesome that we get to like help them through that situation, right? Yeah. And let's be real. Some people do have you know injuries or, or issues where they won't, they there obviously won't be yes, able to there, do things. There's too, obviously right? always going to be a medical leeway, and we'll get that out of the way. Like, it's not a one-size box fits all. Everybody has. <laughs> yeah. Everybody's a unique person. But, okay, we can't do that. Let, let's find a thing we can do that's safe that you can get better at and enjoy. Yes. You know? Yeah. You may not be able to run marathons anymore, right? But that doesn't mean you can't get your endurance workout on. That's exactly right? it. Dude, yeah. There's all sorts of alternates. Um, cool, yeah. I, mean, I know that I was I was hesitant to do personal training, and um, a couple of years into it now, like I, I love it. Yeah. I didn't think I would. I, if you asked me beforehand, I would absolutely say that that's not true, but I love it, you know? Well, I think there was such a stigma about who used to go to personal training. As totally, well. yeah. Um, and I think that we've been able to have a very fortunate population of people that have come through mm. searching for, searching it out for what it is, especially with how we're able to offer it with the skill that we have to offer it with. Yeah, that, that matters a lot, right? I guess like if you went to a, somebody just graduated from... Yeah, somebody can go get their CPT and start training out around um, one of the local gyms here the next day. Right. Versus somebody who's doing, you know, constant continual education has... Some, has a medical background, has has a constant want and desire to get better at yeah. it, you know. Um, okay, so let's switch topics. Yeah. So you and I were both in the military. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were actually both in the infantry. Strange world. Yeah, strange, right? Uh, right around the same times. We, we deployed around the same times. Yeah. Um, you were in the Marines. I was in the Army. Talk to me about getting out of, of the Marine Corps, about, out of the military. What was that like? Why did you get out? Uh, what was it like adapting to the real world? It was, I'll be honest, man, it was hard. It was, it was very hard for me. Um, I got out, and there's a running joke because I was a year off from when I thought the gym had opened. <laughs> and I was talking to one of our friends about it, and I was like, I think that I may have just blacked that first year out of my mind, like, yeah. getting out of the military. Because you, for most of the population, you leave for the military, and you're still a kid. And you get out... You're still a kid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like You know how to do a whole bunch of weird stuff, but you're still a kid. Yeah, yeah. like... Yeah. You should see some of the pictures of, like, the 18, 19-year-old kids that are, like, winning these wars. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. If other countries knew. <laughs> if other country knew, countries knew that they were still kids. Yeah. But it also, we were very fortunate because we had a lot of drive to not want to be status quo. Mm. Um, unfortunately, you and I have both gone through periods of difficulties of where we run into other individuals that don't have that. So, obviously, it's not an easy transition for any of us. Absolutely a fact, yeah. I... I hit points and periods where I had to find others to relate to and I had to find avenues of things that were going to help me feel better so that I could be productive and I could continue to achieve and work towards the goals and then on the flip side of that, continue to still be a good father for my son. Mm-hmm. Um, so getting out, I had, to find a, I had to find a sense of drive and purpose. And I think that that's a journey that is going to be different for everybody. But I think that it's a journey that everybody needs to invest in and take the trip with. That's one of the biggest, like, if anybody is, happens to listen to this little podcast of us sitting here talking, like, for anybody that gets out of the military, even if it's even if it's a little abnormal than the world and the life that you grew up with prior to and during, find a sense of purpose. Find a sense of drive that is going to help you take those next steps. Yeah, that's a super important thing, man. And we're, we're definitely going to spend some time 
on a separate podcast talking yeah. about that, right? Because that conversation by itself, we could dive that's, really deep. How did, because I agree with you, right? Like that finding that purpose, like I found mine, it's yeah. this, you know, you found yours, it's this. And we're very fortunate for it. And we've been able to make a lot of impact with it, which is cool. Right. So how did finding the gym at the time you did, mm-hmm. um, how did that help with that adjustment? That, so it put me around a community that pretty much every gym that you're going to find that's a functional fitness-based gym is going to have some semblance of a military presence within it. Yeah, military right. first responder. Yeah. Like, and there's a reason why I think that population is driven to it because you have that community, you have that camaraderie. And it also, so thinking a little bit more selfishly, it also puts you in a lot of communication with a lot of people that can help build a strong network for you. Yes. yes. Which... I think is an often understated aspect of the benefit that you can get from it, especially when you're coming out. So one of our fellow coaches here, she moved here and she knew nobody, right? And then all of a sudden she joins the gym and she's got the person. She's got somebody that she can trust for this. She's got somebody she can trust for this. She needs help with something and she's got somebody that's going to be there for her. She now has a network of people that she can trust that makes her feel safe and secure. And I think that that's something a lot of people doesn't it doesn't quite get highlighted for a lot of people and i think getting out of the military that's one of the best things you can do for yourself right yeah you're you're from here you came back to a place you lived and the place might have been different but it was Mm -hmm. the place you lived i you know i came here knowing nobody yeah and i think both of us our entire support structures are like out of this gym and the people who used to come to it and the friends of the members that we that don't come here but we became friends with throughout it if i need Literally anything. There's somebody at the gym who's, who I'd love to uh, to pay for their service. You we know? need to make a network, book. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> um, well, so it's funny, Greg, because like we've talked about this, and I don't know how well this is known outside of the military, but like especially at the time we were in, it was very fun to talk poorly about CrossFit. Yeah. Right. Like everyone made fun of CrossFit. It is. Was... Yeah, I was one of them. I'm, I imagine you were one of them. Like yeah, a little bit. <laughs> I made so much fun of the people who were like doing CrossFit. Like I didn't know what that meant, but mm-hmm. I. If you were doing CrossFit, I was making fun of you while I was doing my stupid five mile. Uh, runs, I almost you know? said something. Was- <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, yeah, 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 exactly. It was it was far less PG than what we're saying right now. Yeah. You, know? Um, you know, like fast forward, I've I've been out. I had the realization I've been out uh, five and a half years now, right? Yeah. Um, we made fun of CrossFit so much, but we obviously like dedicated our lives to it. Yeah, know? we're our, our lives now at least a portion for myself and all of it for you. <laughs> all of it <laughs> centralizes around the concept of it. So, like, what would you tell? Let's say we have a vet friend who's getting out, right? And he has those same ideas. He has the same misconceptions about how lame CrossFit or you know, Sharp Fit or functional fitness or whatever you want to call it is, right? Yeah. What would you tell him to let him know, like, you're wrong. This this can benefit you. Yeah. Um, that's a great question. Uh, a way to break it down for somebody that just doesn't have a positive outlook on it. Like at the end of the day, what's it going to hurt for one? Yeah. <laughs> like, give it a try. Uh, and for the other, like, is it really going to be worse than what you're doing right now? Like, there you go. Uh, it, it, yeah. That's that kind of, I think highlights it. Especially if you're not in the best place once you get out, you know? Yeah, that's exactly yeah. it. Like it's not going to be worse than what you're doing right now. And I mean, everybody has their own thing that's going to kind of get it for them. But even if you just want to come in, like, very big thing that we preach all the time is you don't have to do what the standard is. Like, you can adjust it and make it specific for you, mm-hmm. which I think is important to say because everybody needs a different prescription of what's going to be right for them that day. Like, tomorrow, I'm not doing anywhere near the RX to work out. Like, <laughs> yeah. And that's, that's an intelligence that I think that we should all be able to have and realize that it's good for us. 
Yeah, you're right. It's the, 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 it, like, what's the worst that could happen? You just end up not yeah. liking it, you know? I, I, I remember making fun of it so much, and I'd never tried it. I had no idea what I was talking about. You know? that's, yeah, that's yeah. a valid point. And it wasn't until I tried it that I was like, oh, mm-hmm. okay, like this is all I ever want to do again. Yeah. Like I don't ever want to do a five-mile run and two million push-ups ever again. <laughs> and, right? and it's so much more beneficial. Yeah, right, you know? Um, <laughs> reasons reasons why I got out, though, it's so one of the big things for me, because I got out, I think I just hit eight years. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, 2012. Ooh. October 2012, I got out. So, shit, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I got out because I was in the infantry, and one, I saw people that retired out of the infantry, and they looked like they were, like, 65. When they were, like, 30. Old. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I <laughs> that's, that. that's strange now because we're coming up on the age now where people would have been 12 years in. They'd be, like, E-89s for some of them. Or E-89s it's a, that's a wild thought, years. right? That's a wild thought. Yeah. So I got out because... I couldn't see myself doing anything else. I had this concept in my mind when I went into the military that, you know, the patriotic, like, I had a sense that freedom wasn't free and you could either choose to enjoy your freedoms or you could try to choose some way to participate in incorporating towards bringing those freedoms to everybody that um, gets to enjoy them. And I realized that I did my time. I did what I felt that I was there to have done in whatever aspect that may have been. But I also felt that there was other things that I wanted to accomplish in life. And that was one of my big drives for getting out. I had no idea what it was, because once you become in the infantry, you realize your skills aren't really transferable. Like, Not in any way. I blew up walls and doors and I shot tanks. <laughs> yeah. like, that's, that's what I did. Those aren't exactly transferable skills. <laughs> no, like, hey, is anybody hiring somebody to go sweep down the street? <laughs> so I wanted, to, I wanted to get out. I knew that... So for me... It, I had a very unique perspective in the infantry. Um, we went to an area and I was able to make a pretty significant impact where we were, albeit as it was like just as well with anybody that was in an infantry or deployed position. Like we all went to areas that I think at a later date we heard had fallen or been taken back over, mm-hmm. which I think you and I actually had a conversation like three or four years about that on the impact of what that was and how that felt for us, which is a topic for a different time and stuff yeah. like that. We'll save that for the next one. Yeah, but... While I was over there, we went from an area that was in a constant hot zone on a daily, multi, multiple time a day basis to by the time that we had left, we had set up school systems for a population of individuals where women were looked down upon and kids weren't allowed to go outside and do anything to where they, we had set schools up and provided supplies for them to have an education. So I realized that I liked having the ability to make impacts on people. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to do it in a way that one was going to save my body. <laughs> um, that's not the infantry. <laughs> that's not the infantry. Um, and two, to where I could do it a little bit more in my own terms. You know, it's it's so funny you say that, right? Because like, we were we were both in combat environments, right? And that the school thing is what sticks out the most to you. Of, of all the things that stick out the most to me was when I saved a little kid who got shot one time. Yeah. Right? Like, we we did all these cool combat things, and those are are not necessarily combat related in no. any way. And uh, I think that's a big part of why we kind of found our way into this, you know. I agree with you. Is that the high that a lot of people are looking for there from, like, the excitement mm-hmm. was way less about shooting guns and way more about having a significant impact on somebody. Yeah. You know? Like, I like getting the feel-good high a lot more of, like, have, having somebody come in and they've got a ton of stiffness, tightness, and soreness that is just really uncomfortable to make them go through something. Yeah. And then they can have a marketable and objective improvement in 
movement and tolerance afterwards a lot more than I do shooting guns and stuff like that towards other people. Same, right? <laughs> like, and then just like all the downstream effects of like how much higher their quality of life is because of that. That's exactly yeah. it. And I think we've had the discussions before. Like I, when I have the ability to make a quick impact on somebody, like feels good. If it, <laughs> like dude, there's totally a selfish side. Endor- an endorphin me. hit like nothing else. Right? Absolutely. Yeah, totally. yeah. I'll take I'll take the selfish card on that one. <laughs> it's definitely a, um okay so 2020 was an insane year right it was an insane year crazy right crazy year crazy year we all had so many stresses over and over and over and over again right um you were an important part of what we were doing as as we adapted to this year but you had your own individual stress right that happened about a week into that right yeah right right at the beginning of it yeah so so talk to me about that so april fools april april 1st with no april fools (laughs) that was the I I went I had a I had a light day at work and I did a little workout at the house afterwards. It wasn't even crazy and aggressive and I got in the shower and I had a hernia. Yeah. And then I ended up it put me in the ER that weekend. Um and because COVID had started the week prior, I think. Yeah. Um, they weren't doing surgeries because as long as I laid on my back I wasn't losing any blood to the intestines. <laughs> so I had to wait six weeks, um to get surgery on it. So I ended up being out of work three and a half months. Yeah, I mean, and, and it was, you know, during a pretty stressful time in every other way too, you know? Yeah, that's so, exactly it. So how, how far are you past uh, surgery now? I just hit seven and a half months. Seven and a half months, seven right? Seven and a half months. And you were doing some heavy deadlifts the other day. I saw that, right? Yeah, I, I, I was very, very fortunate. So again, being able to take knowledge that you and I have, I wrote out a protocol for myself because for hernia repairs, there's no real solid protocol or research on it in yeah. general out there as far as rehabilitation. And I was very fortunate with 2020. So along with all the negatives, I, I follow a principle in life that if you look hard enough, there's a golden line into just about every situation. Obviously, there's shitty situations that just aren't going to cut the cake on it. But I was able to probably make 2020 one of my most successful years ever. Like, I couldn't be more appreciative for what had happened, what I had learned. Like, after my hernia, I got to spend my entire son's last quarter of school doing his homework and helping him out with it and things like that. I was able to take a lot of issues that I had going on, both mentally and physically, and address them and take care of them in a fashion that was good for me. And seven and a half months after, I'm moving better i'm lifting stronger and i'm safer than i've ever been mechanically yeah and uh, dude i've known you for a long time man this is the happiest i can remember you being yeah yeah it's, so, it's absolutely yeah. it's really incredible man it's it's cool yeah because i did we pulled 315 for three the other day and it was pretty smooth and structure was good and, that's awesome dude yeah and i was i pushed your 185 the other yeah, week so that's awesome i'm happy with where i am um yeah, I mean, you, you beat me to the end of the question. I was going to say, what did you learn from this year? But, like, Dude. yeah, right? Like, it, we all had to grow so much. And yeah. You could choose to look at it as the worst year ever, but I, you know, I'm choosing not to. I feel like we gained so much out of it. I, so, whether it be, like, test-taking or whether it be self-analysis or anything like that, a lot of people have a difficult time reflecting. And I like to take this principle that I feel that a lot of people are, people are very overreactive. And um, so how do I want to say that? I feel that people overreact before they fully take in a situation and assess what's going on. Mm. And I feel that the ability to look at something and say, okay, I see what this is. Let me sit on it for a second and get a better full picture view of it before I make a decision on how I want to move forward with it. And once you do that and you start 
assessing things a little bit more in depth, you have the ability to take a lot more information away from what had happened and be able to make it a lot more successful for you moving on in the future. Uh, yeah, I feel like that's what we did, right? Like, yeah. yeah. Like you, I mean, you, you were, you, you've got a very forward thought mindset to begin with. So it's like, unintentionally, you were already starting the ball moving right <laughs> before everything had happened. So it's like your ability to be able to integrate in with the way that the times have changed is really what's going to stand the test of time and see who stands out on the, on the long end. Well, like I was talking Chris, right? Like that's something we just can't have without the right people on board, you know? No. It doesn't, doesn't matter what ideas we come up with. No. The world's always changing and every once in a while you get fortunate to have the perfect storm of things moving you in the right direction. Yeah, I, I think about that often, about how, how bad the last year could have been if we had, say, lost all of our staff members or... Yeah. Which happened with lots of businesses, you know? Or yeah, if, we had, if we hadn't been able to continue paying staff, which happened with a lot of businesses. And none of those things happened here and I'm just forever grateful for it. Yeah. Know? Kudos to your, your drive and want to always try to find that next proper step forward. Thanks, man. All right, yeah. so uh, somebody doesn't want to try working out, right? Yeah. What would you tell them? What's the one thing you tell them? If they don't want to try working out, and said, do you want to keep living functional life? Like, I was, there. there's way too, we're way too far into the educational circle of life now to be able to say that this isn't something that's going to benefit nearly everybody. Mm-hmm. Like from one capacity, from some capacity to another, um, I've got a buddy of mine. He's a boat captain, and I we were talking the other day, and I was like, "How are you feeling?" And he's like, "You know, man, with the way that I'm pushing on the boat and stuff, like my joints, my body, it just hurts." And I said, "Well, if you think of what's happening, like one of the best things that's going to help you is loading those joints and getting weight through it. Like no matter what your position or role in life, you're going to find some sort of help and benefit to." lifting weights or lifting or playing or moving functionally in some regard or aspect. Yeah, just, just fitnessing somehow, right? Just fitnessing yeah, somehow. Exactly. I love that. Okay, Josh, uh, where could we find you on social media if we need to? Yeah, reach out. I'm on uh, Athletic Recovery Services. That's going to be both Facebook and Instagram. Um, you can also find me personally at Josh Eccleson, uh, both Facebook and Instagram also. Cool. And I'd love for anybody to reach out and uh, at least have a conversation. Awesome, dude. I think we're going to do a bunch more of these. Yeah, it's going to be a blast, man. Thanks, man. Proud of you. All right. Thanks for hanging out with us today on the Shark Bite Show. If you'd like to get a hold of us, you can find us on Facebook or Instagram at Shark Bite Fitness and Nutrition or on our website at sharkbitefitness.com. If you'd like to find out more about our guests, their information will be in the show notes. If you'd like to talk to us about getting more fit, feel free to schedule a free no-sweat intro at one of our locations in Cape Coral, Fort Myers, or Naples, Florida.